Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, you may remember last Thursday on the program, we were talking about a guy called William E. Hampton. And I was asking you the question, would you leave significant money in your will to a political party? The general's uh, uh, feeling on it was that, you know, you, you, you could have found better ways to disperse your money whenever, uh, or to distribute your money whenever uh, you, you died. But um, and this was no reflection on any one political party, as we discussed it uh, last week. But, you know, this gentleman, William E. Hampton, had an estate of, well, over uh, two and a half million altogether, and he was he was just a, a car mechanic, so he, he, he'd done very well with his in, investments, but uh, more became, uh, we learned more about him over the course of the, the weekend and the fact that he, he lived in a caravan and he left significant money to, to Sinn Féin. Uh, Sam McBride is writing about this, as many political editors are in the, in the newsletter. Sam, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, uh, Sam, it's a bizarre story, this, in many ways. Um, the first reference to him was last Thursday, but, my goodness me, we've learned a lot more about him over the last number of days. That's absolutely right. It's a, it's a, it's a really remarkable tale um, and a very large element of mystique still around what has actually uh, transpired here. But we are we are getting other bits of the jigsaw at this point, and we now have a copy of his um, last will and testament. This is a, a two-page document which he uh, he made with a in the presence of a, a solicitor in the Republic of Ireland in uh, 1997. So um, this was made before um, the end of the troubles. This was made um, at a point where he was donating money to Sinn Féin. Um, at a point where the IRA were still very active. It was a very different situation to where we are today. And the two people who he appointed to be the, the executors of his will were um, Joe Cahill and Desi Mackin. Um, those are two figures who are obviously very senior within the, uh, the wider Republican movement. Joe Cahill is now dead, but both of them had uh, treasurer um, roles within um, Sinn Féin. They also both had very significant IRA backgrounds. Um, so this, this was a will which was um, being plugged into the very heart of the Republican movement, if you like. These were the people who were not only um, part of the um, Sinn Féin organisation which was going to overwhelmingly benefit from this donation but they were also going to be the uh, people who were in charge of doling out the money and um, so really um, they were being given very significant um, roles here in this process. Now other than the, the money which went to Sinn Féin really there are pretty cursory amounts 
um, which went to um, to several other individuals. Um, some went to a Labour MP, some went to a, a journalist in uh, England, um, and a, a couple of his uh, his acquaintances. But really, those are sums of about thousand pounds. Um, very um, small figures in comparison to the estate which he left. But what what this will doesn't explain, obviously, is how he got this money. Um, all we have on that is Sinn Féin saying that he came from a wealthy family. Um, Sinn Féin are objecting to questions as to um, how how this money came to um, came to come to them and how, how he had got this money. They say that um, that he had, um, by implication, I suppose, inherited it, this from other people. But in this will document, um, which is drawn up in 1997, as you say, he is at this point, in his own words, of no fixed abode. He's living in a mobile mobile home. Um, he says that he has lived in various addresses um, across Ireland, the um, the south of England. Um, he says he's lived in France for a period. But he's talking about assets which he has in Singapore, in New Zealand, in other places. Um, and I think really to, to anybody um, who is at all curious about the world or to anybody who is at all um, open-minded, I suppose, this is a very, very interesting story, and I'm sure that we haven't yet got to the bottom of what exactly um, is uh, entailed in this. Anyone can choose to live as they please, even if they are a millionaire. You can choose to live in a caravan. But is there any suggestion that the man may not have been able to make decisions as wisely as some other people may have been able to make them? That is obviously a concern which arises from time to time um, around people's wills, people being put under pressure, that sort of thing. I don't think there's any evidence of that in this case. Um, we we just have a have a copy of his of his will, but it was sworn in the presence of a solicitor in the Republic in Quito. Um, it was not something which you know was was simply made in the presence of, for instance, people from Sinn Féin, which I think would raise concerns if if if, if there was something of that nature. There was somebody here who who had a professional role in this process. Um, I think that there, there, we, we, we have a very limited understanding of who this individual was. There's very little uh, public trace of him. Um, he, he is not somebody who seems to um, have been a businessman, for instance, in any prominent way. He doesn't seem to be listed as a director of companies at Companies House. Um, he, um, he, he seems, just on the basis of what we know, to have been highly eccentric. Um, we know that some people are highly eccentric. People act in all sorts of um, ways which may be most people would find odd, but which makes sense to those individuals. Um, but I think that given the situation here, given the scale of this donation, this is a donation of £1.5 million at this point. It is going to be probably much more than that because, as you said, there is about £2.6 million, uh, in total here, and after a few thousand pounds go elsewhere, all of this is really going to Sinn Féin. Um, and so therefore I think in the, in the context of our democratic system, that very significantly influences influences our politics, it influences what will happen at Stormont. Money um, in, in the political system can buy power and it is something which is very influential in terms of winning elections, in terms of um, being able to um, be, act as a very professional and impressive political party. That is the whole purpose of giving money to a party. You want to help them, you want to do whatever you can to 
give them a leg up, if you like, in the uh, wider electoral process. So given the scale of this donation, um, more than three times the largest um, donation prior to this in the history of Northern Ireland, um, where we really don't have a history of very large political donations, most of our parties um, really have as their main source of income public funds um, of various guises and get very few donations from private sources. I think there will be enormous questions around this and I think Sinn Féin's political rivals will be pretty highly motivated to try to um, discover if there's anything about this which, um, for instance, could could lead to Sinn Féin handing the money back or anything of that nature. There's really no evidence at this point that that is going to happen. Um, We have got a statement from the Electoral Commission saying that they have looked at this, they are happy with this. But some people, I think, will remember that the uh, big Brexit donation which went to the DUP um, before the EU referendum, that was something which was approved um, at the time we were told by the electoral authorities. Then we realised um, through journalism that, that there were a whole series of concerns and questions about what had gone on there and it was something which the electoral authorities had to reopen. Ultimately, they came to say that they were happy with that, but there was a lot about that that they did not seem to ever have looked at initially. So I think some people perhaps will not have the level of confidence in the Electoral um, Commission in particular that they might have had prior to that issue with the DUP. Can they use the money north and south? I know some of their rivals in the Republic were saying that they shouldn't be able to use it to lobby or to gain votes in the Republic. There's an element of um, ambiguity to that. Certainly it is being suggested, um, I think, by Fine Gael and by... Some people in southern politics that really this should not be used in the south and that the uh, the rules in the south are very different. Um, I think there was talk about Fine Gael having to hand back a much smaller donation which had been given to it in a will by somebody in uh, England because the uh, threshold there had been breached um, where um, there, there is no threshold in the UK rules and therefore because this was given to Sinn Féin and they have a presence in Northern Ireland which is legally, whatever they think about that, it is legally obviously within the UK jurisdiction and therefore they were able to do this. I think, I mean, obviously Sinn Féin's political rivals in the South will be trying to do anything they can to keep this money away from, from their jurisdiction because it might it, it might impact on them, it might hurt them electorally, it would help their rivals. Um, but I think that given that Sinn Féin is an all-island uh, institution, given that um, this money has now come into Sinn Féin, um, even if, for instance, Sinn Féin was to purely ring-fence this and spend it in the North, there would then be the very um, obvious situation where Sinn Féin would be able to simply take money that otherwise would have funded those activities in Northern Ireland and give it to its uh, southern arm. So I'm not sure really how far that takes um, the likes of Fine Gael. Ultimately, this is money that has come to Sinn Féin. It's going to be enormously useful to them um, overcoming elections and overcoming um, electoral cycles. Um, and for instance, if we were to have an Irish unity referendum um, in, in coming years, this potentially could be significant there as well. Um, but whether it's spent in Northern Ireland or in the Republic, I think it's probably going to be pretty difficult to um, to put up any sort of hard border there to try to stop this money flowing across the border. Yeah, and, and finally, Sam, no, no long-lost cousins coming forward who would challenge the will? 
we we really have very little evidence of this man's family. I mean, we we, we are told by Sinn Féin or by Sinn Féin solicitors that um, this was somebody who um, was a single man who did not have children. Um, we're told that he was something of a recluse, that he um, was um, pretty eccentric. Um, but um, certainly from, from looking at this will document, you don't really see any suggestion of um, lots of Hamptons who are benefiting from this. Um, there's not a sense of even, you know, somebody at a pretty distant level um, who is getting any sort of significant uh, benefit from this will. It's really overwhelmingly um, going in the uh, in the uh, direction of Sinn Féin. Um, and so therefore, that I suppose doesn't, um, you know, help us in any way to piece together where this um, where this family got their money, and um, who his family were, and um, when he got this money, why he was working as a, as a as a car mechanic, if indeed that is what he was working as, is really there's no clarity as to that, other than this pretty striking line at the at the very beginning of this um, of this document, his will, um, where he says that he is at, at, at that point in 1997 as a as a as a man of um, of middle age, of late middle age, he's saying that I'm living here in a in a, in a situation of no fixed abode, and I'm in no permanent home, I'm in a mobile home, and so that I think is the is probably the biggest clue that we get from this document, and okay. also this very interesting element towards the end of it, where he really says if there's a split in Sinn Féin, this money goes to the part of Sinn Féin that Jerry Adams is part of. Okay, he certainly knew uh, which political figures he favoured. Sam, thank you very much indeed. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.